This is the former and five-time World Madden champ, Jordan 13-8, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Tuesday, December 21st, 2021. Christmas is this Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Days are hard, um, but yeah, we're so close. It's pitch black outside. We're doing an extra, an extra later podcast, 6 p.m. right now. Let's uh, let's just get right into it. Aid there, Josh. Let's rock it. Yeah. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're gonna need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Josh. You won't be joined by me much longer if you keep talking like that why what do you mean um i know you're a big fan of patrick mahomes and you guys do kind of look alike but no need to talk like him too okay uh you can join our discord if you'd like to chat with us about football or anything else 24 7 the link in the description below you can uh, leave us voicemails at anchor.fm slash hood pod or you can email us hiddoaksoverdose at gmail.com you can check out our beautiful website hiddoaksoverdose.com that josh has made it's his uh firstborn segment start times down in the description thank you at levi oki illustration uh you can find him on instagram for all the um all the beautiful art he puts out himself and then you can thank him for all the beautiful art that he has made for the show as well Josh, how we doing, pal? Doing. I've got a later show, but then again, you know, if we think about it, we're just going back to our roots because we used to just, you know, broadcast at the six six p.m. hour. Um, I uh, had to go back into the office, so thanks, Biden. But um, we are we are live now, so yeah, I have nothing to complain about. God, what about you? I see something in all caps. Are you well? Before we get there, Josh, and we will get there. I promise. Um, uh, can you really blame Biden? You're a state employee, not a federal employee. Biden has no jurisdiction well, I'm a over county you. Employee. Yeah, I'm okay. a county employee, and Biden's out there saying, you know, we got to be accountable and count county account. You know, it's a lot of overlapping letters there, so it's just his fault. Yeah, well, God damn it, Biden. What is uh, what are you doing? 2024, take America back. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Uh, but yeah, Josh, in all caps, I wrote down, stop pooping. That's how I'm doing, Josh. That's how I'm feeling. I literally haven't eaten since like 7 this morning, and that was just a very small snack because I've just, I know this is what everyone wants to hear about at the top of a podcast, Josh, or my bowel movements, but literally anything that goes into my body comes out. I don't feel sick. Like I've obviously had like the flu with like diarrhea and stuff before like that. Like this is nothing like that. I feel perfectly fine. No little tummy ache, nothing. Just anything that goes in my body comes out rapidly, not even in a liquid form. It's more of like a semi-solid but I just can't stop. I don't know what it is. If Since last Friday, I flew home last Friday. Since last Friday, and today is Tuesday, so that's, what, a five-day span, I've probably pooped 25 times, and that's a lot. That's it? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you remember how Brian and I had said, you know, Mexico, you're going to die, no big deal. Yep. Um, 
And then you were on this whole like kick. I I went on like a five mile hike through the Mexican jungle to get tap water from a gas station that had one working light. I remember, yeah. Um, I think that you may have picked up a tapeworm. Uh, Isn't that how all the cool people lose weight? This is my ticket, Josh. This is finally it. Yep. No, um, that is true. But I think you picked up picked up a Mexican tapeworm, and as Carmel Bear knows. It really is just, you know, lights out, kick the bucket, and that's it's start start writing your will up and give away everything you cherish. You've got maybe sixty five years to live. Oh no. That's not nearly enough time for all the activities I had planned, Josh. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. Um, but I am sorry to hear that. I will say that if you did actually drink tap water from Mexico that was <laughs> off the resort you are probably, that's probably why. I, I don't think you're that stupid, but you never know. You could have brushed your teeth or something and swallowed toothpaste, and yeah. No, yeah, I mean, no, I did. I, I drank out of a bottle from for from every second I was in Mexico. And like I said, it didn't really happen until the day I was flying home. And then, uh, yeah, it's been happening pretty much ever since I got home. But anyways, we don't have to talk about my bowel movements any longer. We actually have a live listener now, and I know Bradley is going to be so mad at himself. He didn't get to hear, talk about my, my pooping behavior for the past five minutes, so Bradley will have to go back and listen to the show once we post it on Anchor and Spotify and wherever else later tonight. You, you missed that, Brad, but don't worry. It'll be out there later. You can listen on demand 24-7. Uh, but we'll move on, Josh. we gotta, we got to talk about some playoff matchups later on. We want to give them all the love and attention that they deserve. So let's get ready into the uh, fan tasty zone uh, who brings us the fan tasty zone josh skybusters the one and only the leader of sports busting through the sky some might say that he's going to be the first man to sponsor a football team on the moon and i say damn straight all right well thank you skybusters for uh bringing us this segment josh are you are you eating anything because i'm definitely not i'll get that out of the way i'm not anything there will no be there'll be no poopy boy 2.0 tonight what are you snacking on over there anything uh nothing i got a rum and coke you know the huge um didn't have don't have much of a snack since we are having a little bit of a later show i didn't want to ruin my dinner i know i think we're having leftovers we had some beef stew yesterday not that that's what you want to hear beef stew uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah we're we're having some lefties um yeah so i'm not snacking on anything right now i think he and just got I- the wind knocked back into him dude bench warmer such a classic movie sorry I, <laughs> I, just since you said beef stew that's all i've thought about okay. yeah but uh so that's that's that um oh we got a live update from the game oh, i'll go ahead Take off Oh, wow. Exciting kickoff. Opening kickoff. Yep. All right. And I'm just drinking, uh, I'm now drinking Minnesota tap water, but maybe that's been my demise this whole time. Uh, straight from my bathroom. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, you had already said that this started Friday when you got home, correct? Uh, it started Friday the day I was leaving. So, like, I, I don't eat on days I fly because I, I don't know if you know this, Josh, airplane bathrooms are very small and I'm very large. So, I do anything I can to not have to ever use them. So, I did not eat anything okay. Friday, but it started Friday morning. Yeah. Okay. So, I was going to say that maybe this was just a, uh, you know, a result of watching the football game last night. No, I mean, but. that certainly could have prolonged it. That certainly is probably not helping my medical condition. But um, anyways, Josh, Greg, speaking of the football games, um, 
The Gridiron Gossip discussion, I tried to get going this week, didn't get too many hits, but hey, we still heard from Brad, and Brad's here listening live, so shout out to Brad's dedication, the loyalty to the brand. Um, I was talking about self-supremacy, and I couldn't really find a good, succinct way to get across my point. The gist of it was, why does everyone get so up in arms when their team can like blow out a team in the first half and then get blown out in the second half? Do they not understand that most of these teams are pretty equal, each team gets the same hundreds of millions of dollars to pay their players, their coaches are equally, are usually, you know, pretty equally well compensated like why is it always that our team is so embarrassing if they get blown out in one or the other half versus the other does that make sense so like it's a lot of uh self-supremacy our team is superior to yeah. everyone else no i mean i responded too so right um i i did respond and i think that that's a fair thing like a lot of people are that because but what did i say here just so i don't sound silly um, too late. I said winning. I said a winning's hard. Most disappointment is in situations such as the twenty-eight to three in the recent Vikings game. Um, but it's a knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I try to put myself in your guys' shoes. If my team was up, what was it like twenty-nine to three, twenty-nine to rip or whatever? Yep. Twenty. Um, and then they just kind of pissed it away to where it came down to the last, you know, last play of the game. Essentially, um, I would be, I would be in the sense like, all right took the foot off the gas just this team is not going to do anything and it's going to be you know they're they're just they got lucky and so you know that knee-jerk reaction i think as you put it gotcha all right yeah so we talked about that a little bit brad got out there as well it seems like it's the red red's just full of casual fans. There's not a lot of high football IQs. I've always compared it to like watching football uh, with the with the neighborhood dads back when we were kids. Not a lot of high football IQs. Just a lot of screaming about what the fuck's going on. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I should know better, but I just sit there and I doom scroll all the time. So I do it to myself. Anyways, Josh. Hey, doom scrolling is the best. Don't don't knock it. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, we know we know you do. Somehow it's been contagious and you've passed it on to me and I can't stop, Josh. Just like I can't stop pooping. I can't stop doom scrolling. Um, but anyway, so last week you had posted a massive poll, I think just before the show, and it's certainly gotten more votes since then. So do you want to re-go over your massive poll one oh. more time? I haven't seen my poll in a while. Um... <laughs> oh, the one with the wild card? So if we were to have one wild card added to your fantasy league playoffs... How would you want it decided? Um, right now, we have a commanding lead for most points for. Um, and then we have one vote for wild card spots are silly and one vote for overall record. So, I mean, I am in the camp of most points for because I think that um, the tiebreaker for that would be overall record. Because in some situations, not going to name any specific dynasty leagues in which we've uh-huh. had multiple to set up on sleeper and it may have the nickname hidden oaks over to hidden oaks dynasty league attempt number 69 um but there are there are you know some leagues i'm sure out there maybe not that one that has somebody who didn't make the playoffs but was you know in the top three in scoring um so you know it would be something interesting obviously this is something that the entire league would need to agree on or you know if they have rules in place such as ours where um dictator commissioners can uh, make Uh, changes on their own without any votes wait a Um, second i'm listening um but uh i think that that would be kind of an interesting way to decide it so like in our league for the hidden oaks um redraft league if we were to have a wild card spot um and I don't think it would work as well for Dynasty, at least. I, I'd see this as more of a redraft thing. Um, for our league, if we were to have a wild card spot, right now we have six teams that make the playoff out of 14. Um, or we have seven, but 
seventh is essentially that wild card. And so the seventh place team um, in the playoffs would be the one with the most points for. So this year, obviously, we look at the points for. Don't pull it up, guard. Just don't even look. Just trust okay. me on this. You got it. Um, it would be me. Um, <laughs> That's so. And then... And then six or seven people above my score would probably be uh, the ones that make the playoffs. Huh, um, okay. So, um, but yeah, so it, it just gives, you know, an opportunity. So for people who maybe get most points against um, in a league, um, once again, shout out me, Victoria's Secret, record setter. <sighs> um, most points for it might have an opportunity to make the playoffs a reason to keep playing through week 14 or whatever the regular season end date is sure all right yeah that's interesting i will note uh since i did pull it up just because you uh, i like to do the opposite of what you say if we were to take the top six teams and the seventh team would have been the wild card bradley has the uh seventh most points for and he it would have been bradley regardless i guess what i'm saying bradley would have been the seventh seed either way with the with the regular seeding that we have now or with the most points for bradley would have the highest remaining points for of the bottom eight seeds so yeah and odds are that that would happen majority of the time right but it's a your your whole argument for the whole um dumpster fire medallion going to the last play or the loser of the uh toilet playoffs yep the toilet bowl um that would be kind of the argument for um, this is that, you know, teams like, um, let's just say you get blown out like 250 um, to 175. So you have a solid week with 175, but then the guy you're playing a, playing just has just a godly week. And that happens three times during the year. Odds are you're going to lose those, you know, those three games. And if you miss the playoffs because of that, you're going to be sitting there drinking pumpkin spice bleach for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Um, because that's about, you know, October time when playoffs are being decided and you're thinking, I, I got to win out to make the playoffs and I'm sitting here with 200,000 points for. All right. Well, that's, uh, you know what? I'm sure you're very passionate about this, but, uh, we will table that. The, I'm working on the survey right now, Josh, you can, uh, <laughs> Al in the chat. Uh, you can uh, po- voice all your feedback in the survey that you have an option to voice feedback in every year, but you know, you know, most people don't take seriously every year. But you, you'll have a chance to have a voice, and um, we'll we'll see who. Uh, yeah, never mind. I was going to talk about the dumpster fire medallion, but we just got to keep the show going. But uh, depending on who wins it this year, I may have just gotten really unlucky because Willie won. I mean, won it last year, and then if it's another person like Garrett or T who wins it this year, it's just not going to be the same as if someone in person won it. And so I think it would have been the same scenario if it would have been whoever in the bot. You know, it was 14th last year if they didn't show up. I just think I'm getting dealt a bad card. But anyways, we're gonna move on. Thank you, Skybusters, for bringing us the Fantasy Zone, Josh. Thank you for that tangent about wild card teams. We can definitely discuss it in the off season. Gar's Grinder very quickly here, the segment between segments. I'm going to guess, go ahead and give it to Daryl Bevel. This man, he's been around the league a lot, former coach of the Vikings. He was with the Hawks, uh, Seahawks, that is. He was with the uh, Lions for a time. He uh, he gets the pleasure of stewarding the Jacksonville Jaguars to the number one overall pick for the second year in a row. Uh they had no Urban Meyer this week, but all the same Jacksonville dysfunction that you would expect. So uh, Daryl Bevel is going to be the grinder this week because I'm sure um, all the, own, the all the con owners are like, buddy, 
get us that number one overall pick. Let's not fuck around here. The Lions can go beat the Cardinals if they want. We want the best player available in next year's draft. So shout out to Daryl Bevel for being this week's and probably the rest of the season's uh, 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 grinder. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the podcast play along, Josh. Uh, we'll skip through this week pretty quickly just because it was a pretty uneventful week. But uh, very briefly, what was your experience this week in the FanDuel? Garbage. Yeah, pretty no, much. I think most most of my players were in the afternoon game, and I didn't realize that. And so when I checked it, you know, about I think it was like right at the beginning of the afternoon games when I checked the score, I was like, oh, geez, I'm I'm gonna have to switch thumbs to keep scrolling because my thumbs getting tired, and I haven't found my name yet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I think I had only two guys going in the early games. I mean, I finished top ten. Not but, bad. Uh, yeah. Wasn't I mean overall, like you said, it it was a very uneventful week. Um, Lolo didn't put up 400 points, so it's a little disappointing. Right. Uh, I will just quickly shout out Brianna, Brianna, aka Ghost Sports 21. She got the top score with 116. Uh, Glenn and Hammer were in the top three as well. But literally, like I said, literally this did not improve anyone's top five. I went through and looked at every single person in the standings. Contest 15 appeared nowhere, so it was a pretty uneventful week. The standings stayed the same with Larissa up top, Derek in second, and David in third. Josh, uh, last week we didn't really have studs or duds because I couldn't get into the app and you just didn't do it for whatever reason laziness i guess but uh on sunday i did pick james robinson and he did pretty okay uh 16.3 points two times 2.6 times value um you're saying uh what are you what what are you retroactively saying your studs were josh um i'm gonna go ahead and say mark andrews was gonna be like my top pick uh-huh. i think that he was gonna have a good game against green bay yeah um somebody like rogers at in the quarterback slot you know just guys like that um no, um, honestly, the guy that I was kind of hesitant on was Craig Reynolds. Um, retroactively, that's probably who I would have picked. He did have a solid game. I don't know if he was 2.2 points worth his value, but um, when um, when the top running backs are out and it's between him and a couple other backups, I'd, I'd, I'd have gotten him. I had him in my lineup last week. So, All right, well, it looks like you took this week just as seriously, Josh. Who you got this week then for the folks? Is there they got three contests left to try and uh, try and take someone down to the top three or defend their position? Well, he's been having a couple down weeks, um, but he's been getting the targets. And I'm going to go ahead and go with Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown in Baltimore, wide receiver, Brian. Um, last week against Green Bay, he had 14 targets, 10 receptions. Didn't do too much on it because, let's face it, <laughs> top one defense in the league, am I right? Um, week before that, he had eight. And then week before that, he had seven. But then he had a string of games where he had over double-digit targets. So I think he's due for a big one. Going up against a, a putrid Cincinnati defense, division game, playoffs in the line. Lamar hopefully won't be back, so he'll have success because, honestly, Tyler Huntley played better than I've seen Lamar play. And, yeah, I'm going to stick by that. All right. Uh, This week, I I know we tend to do studs. This week, I'm going with a dud. Uh, Vikes are playing the Rams. I don't know what time the game is i assume it's a nooner it's at home but i'm going with justin jefferson wide receiver for minnesota brian just in case you're not familiar currently the going rate for him is 8400 in FanDuel. i'm calling justin jefferson a dud this week um you know that rams defense uh despite it not living up to josh's dream team expectations still pretty good aaron donald's just gonna feast on the vikings interior line kirk will have no time jalen ramsey i'm sure will be shadowing justin jefferson all day 
I'm saying Justin Jefferson will be a dud this week, so do not have him in your lineup. He's definitely not worth that 84 hunch price tag. Um, so I did it, Al. I did it. I'm just trying to be real. I'm trying to help the folks win money, okay? $140 is the top prize. That's 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 some walking around money for sure. Um, so that's my dud for the week. Josh, uh, we'll move on here to your Joker of the Week as you type in uh, Hollywood Brown just for the record. But uh, you've got a Josh's Joker. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the NFL as a whole with their new COVID policy. Um, Al and I had kind of talked about it just briefly in the Victoria's Secret League um, chat with um, it, the whole purpose is money. They're realizing that Omicron ain't going nowhere. People are going to test positive, miss games. And so they're just sitting here like, all right, well, hang on here. Money's important. Um, cash rules everything around me. Um, <laughs> let's just find a way to make sure our big name guys can get on the field and we don't need to worry about anything. So asymptomatic guys, we're going to stop testing you. We'll, we'll randomly test one of you in the summer or something just to say we did. Um, symptomatic guys, you can test as many times as you want. When you get a negative, come on back. Um, overall, I mean, I think it's silly. Obviously, we're still dealing with a lot. Players who get sick, a lot of them are asymptomatic, yes. Um, but all it takes is an asymptomatic player who's, um, you know, out there shaking hands, sharing a water bottle. I don't know. Maybe he's one of those people who puts his mouth on the water fountain. Um, and then someone else who does that <laughs> the comes Pawnee up and special. drinks afterwards. Yeah, yeah the Pawnee. Um, and then... You know, then this next guy who gets it from someone who's asymptomatic has symptoms because I don't believe that strains of COVID, you know, uh, care if the first person had symptoms or not. Correct. Um, and then this person gets sick. They start testing everyone in the facility. And then all of a sudden, boom, got 53 positives. Um, but uh, so I just think that it's stupid. Um, it is just so they could try and make as much money as possible during this. And it's going to come back. Well, it most likely won't come back and bite him in the ass because Roger Goodell is going to start paying for negative tests that are already done to, for guys. Maybe. Um, but uh, it's like I saw on tw uh, Reddit. Antonio Brown could walk into the Buccaneers facility with a full deck of fake vaccination cards and he's going to play because of all those injuries they got and just the NFL is just not caring. They want the big name players to play. Yeah, for sure. I have to agree. I know this is supposed to be a quick segment, uh, but I'll just quickly add on that. Yeah. I mean the, the, Hey, we're getting too many positives. So let's test less. That's uh what a bold strategy from the NFL. Um, and you can argue that, yeah, most of the NFL players themselves are going to be fine. But like you said, it just takes one asymptomatic, asymptomatic player who's vaccinated and or thinks they're invincible, takes it home to grandma, RIP grandma, dude, and they didn't even know it. So it just it seems like a backwards policy because these players are clearly not locking themselves down like they were last year and a little more reckless abandon. I just don't. I don't understand it. But, uh, yeah, the NFL is here to make money at the end of the day. So Yeah, it's stupid, and it's going to come down to, like, the Super Bowl. They're going to come out and go, okay, so just so everyone knows, we're going to test everybody beforehand, and then both teams are going to be all positive, and then be like shit let's play some uh bubble ball um, sure. instead um but yeah and then i don't know the, the fact that this overtook joe buck's thursday night commentary about donald parnum being cold as he's shaking as he's getting carried out the field that's pretty impressive because joe buck honestly joe you buck are yourself. An okay, you're an okay broadcaster you're you have your moments 
Sure, you can't grow a full beard. Not many people can. It's not your fault. But, the, the, I don't know, yeah, two jokers. You guys get the Josh's joker squared. Because Joe Buck, just saying that guy's cold because he's shaking as he's getting carted out the field. Go, go Joe yourself. Did I do that right? Yeah, you nailed it. All right, let's. <laughs> that's easily the longest Josh's Joker. We'll move on only because I want to respect the playoff teams in case they happen to listen. Uh, we're moving into the Hidden Oaks highlights, Josh. Uh, it is officially playoff season. The games aren't over yet, but the playoff, the three playoff matchups we have going this week because we have uh, seven playoff teams, so only one by team. The three playoff matchups are pretty much uh, damn near decided. So uh, we'll go ahead and talk about what happened uh, this week and uh, what's going to lead into next week. But, uh, Josh, I kind of listed them out. Obviously, we have uh, Over the Hill Brad playing uh, at Team Mitchell, the second seed. Um, I got to imagine your wife's disappointed in her performance after being uh, the second seed pretty much all year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she went into that game. I'm I'm not sure what the projections were at the time, but um, she woke up to find out Jalen Waddle was going to be out. Um, TJ Hoxson was on IR. um, And so she was going to be struggling. So, yeah, she... uh, she lost a couple big name guys. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was put on IR as well. She dropped him. So I think going into this week, she had a decent or a solid lineup, and then everybody got hurt or sick. So she ended up trotting out uh, CJ Uzuma and Alan Lazard and AJ Green in those spots. So, and then obviously Michael Pittman getting ejected after one catch isn't going to help the cause. So unfortunately, our season comes to an end. But, you know, I'm proud of her. 10-4 and four regular season record, second most points for. Good job, Nikita. Love you. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, we haven't really talked about it. Uh, I guess we briefly touched on it in the in the pod play-along. But uh, it was a down week across the NFL. I don't really watch Red Zone. I did not watch the, the most spiciest uh, recent episode of Red Zone. I'm sure Al did. But I believe Scott Hansen had, was the first to report that it was the least amount of touchdowns, at least on Sunday, that had... Uh, happened in an NFL week I believe was the stat I don't know how true it is but just scoring was down everywhere I'm sure anyone who plays fantasy will see how low and how weird the scores are uh Brad suffered less from that though he had Tyree Kill who played on Thursday he got you know 33 points uh Aaron Rodgers got him 26 and a half Keenan Allen uh in that same Thursday night game got Brad about a 20 so that's I mean Brad's beaten Nikita pretty much right there, and so it would it would have been it was Nikita was fighting an uphill battle after that Thursday night game, no matter what. Even after Herbert and Eckler did pretty okay for, her. but yeah, all those injuries last minute. It's uh, that was going to be brutal for. Her. Yeah, I will say that uh, by saying that you know the NFL was kind of on a down year. Uh, down Tyler, week. shout out down yeah down week. Uh, shout out to Tyler Herman. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, neither do I, but. Uh, um, Tyler Herman out here over in the Victoria's Secret League, which is a standard league, so keep that in mind. But he put up a solid 35.78 in the uh, first round of the playoffs. Um, I believe that is considered the league low for record or for the regular and postseason. Yeah. Um, but but because Jack has the the league low for regular season, we're gonna have to separate these records just to keep Tyler and Jack on the record board. <laughs> As you should. Make sure to hold them both down. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, we'll talk about my matchup last, just so we're not selfish. The second matchup here, Josh, we have the, uh, th- I guess, anything else to say about Brad and Nikita before we move on, I guess? No, but Brad is going to have to try and find out. Uh, he's going to have to go down there and swab Tyreek Hill's nose himself, it sounds like. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Tyreek Hill being put on the COVID list is not good for Brad uh, next week. Uh, but yeah, we had the number six seed Go Joe Burrow um, playing the number three seed Skybusters, and uh, Skybusters looks like he's going to double uh, Eric's score here before it's over tonight. Um, you know, he had Travis Kelsey again, forty-one point four points in that Thursday night game. I think the stat was that eighty-three percent of Patrick Mahomes targets or yards or something went to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on that Thursday night game so if you had either of those two players you were feasting Christian Kirk put up a surprising 24.4 and then Leonard Fournette before he got hurt got Brian you know almost 14 points in this PPR league so uh yeah I mean pretty strong showing from Brian uh you know Eric really never had a chance what, what are you seeing here Josh yeah no Eric didn't Eric didn't really have a chance um Marquise Brown was his st- Marquise Brown almost got outscored by the Dallas defense, and those were his two highest. Um, Kirk Cousins down get down game despite two touchdowns. Um, yeah, his team just did not hit double digits in anything really. Um, I will say that Brian's going to be fighting an uphill battle next week, um, to no fault of his own, because Joe Mixon got hurt, Leonard Fournette got hurt, uh, Travis Kelsey's on the uh, COVID protocol, Cole Beasley's going to be out because he's on COVID protocol, Tyler Lockett's hurt, um, so. Um, he's going to be struggling to, he might even struggle to feel the roster. Um, so uh, good luck, big Bry. All right. Well, sorry, Eric. I believe that this is only Eric's second year, his first year making the playoffs, and he gets bounced in the first round pretty, I don't want to say embarrassing fashion because there's a lot of low scores around, but uh, of all the people who struggled this week, Brian was not one of them. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a rough look for Eric this week. Josh, I'll go ahead and let you kind of break down this last matchup just because it's my own. And I, <laughs> spoiler, it looks like I'm going to win. So I'll let you go ahead and talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're you're definitely going to win. Um, I'm honestly shocked that you played half of your team. You probably could have gotten by with just Josh Allen, the Minnesota D, and uh, um, Big Kick Mick um, because Jesse's team is garbage. Oh, and Debo Samuel, I guess you probably want to keep in there just as a safe yeah. keeping. But yeah, Jesse, the fact that he made the playoffs, I remember I was ripping him because he didn't deserve it. Oh, no, that was Dynasty, but yeah. probably the same for this league, too. He went 9-5, um, and five, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, true, but when you, you know, he just can't talk his team up because the only person on his team that went pot or double digits was DJ Moore. And I, mean, I guess DK Metcalf is still playing, but he's not going to do it. Um, yeah, Tom Brady had a down week, obviously. He's Cordero Patterson, who, um, according to Al, was going to be uh, top three running back on the season. He finished it. <laughs> Uh, eight. So sorry, Al, you're wrong. Um, he had a down week. Gronk had a down week. Evans got a hurt. Uh, he had the Green Bay defense, which um, you know, probably a solid play. Uh, but they don't like you, so they got you negative one. Um, and then yeah, so Jesse's team just struggled. He was one of those ones that kind of like T in the uh, Victoria Secret League. Just everybody who got him here just decided, you know, it's my bye week now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, just uh, and just in case you didn't hear it, as Josh was kind of meandering through the lineup there, Jesse's team lived and died by the Bucks' offense, which was a very good strategy up until this week. And mine is probably that one other week they played the Saints. But yeah, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Mike Evans. Um, I think combined, it looks like they didn't even hit 15 points so any other week jesse that would have been fine that's why you went nine and five that's why you were the number four seed um but tom brady got shut out and so it just really shows in uh jesse's fantasy because he stinks (laughs) i don't know seven super bowls i don't know if you can ever legally say they stink but it was certainly not a great showing for uh 
for Jesse this week. But yeah, I win. I had the lowest score of any winning playoff team this week, but I'll take it. There's uh there's no moral victories here, just real ones. So I will be happy with how I performed getting the dub and moving into the semis. Josh, um, so if I'm winning, if Bradley's winning, if Brian's winning, and if Jeremy was on the bye, um, I believe I screwed this up last year somehow, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna verify this. I'm not gonna give it the guarantee, but I believe the matchups next week will be me, the Alan Parsons project, playing the number one seed at Jonathan Taylor Thomas, aka Mr. Prib, and then I believe it'll be Brad over the hill playing at Skybusters, aka Brian. I believe those will be the two matchups, and we've kind of already talked about these teams, but it seems like both Bradley and Brian uh, might struggle. So at least they're playing the other struggling team, right? What do you see between these two teams? Yeah. No, I think that uh, it'll be interesting. It's literally going to be a cripple fight. Um, and so it, it'll be uh, interesting to see who comes out on top because obviously whoever does is going to get those guys back next week or the week after. So, the chip, so, yeah. so that'll be kind of uh, interesting, interesting way of looking at things. Um, I'm trying to find out who would be playing who, but yeah, it doesn't say. Usually it uh, says if there's reseeding or not, but nope, doesn't say anything. Right. I don't um, think there is. I think the bracket just stays static, but I don't know. I'm not I got screwed it up last year like I said, so I'm not going to rubber stamp nothing this year. Yeah, and then obviously then you're going up against Jeremy and uh Cole Beasley having um COVID. Um he was seen making out with Josh Allen, so you're probably going to be down your best uh best Shut option up, for quarterback. Um but uh Yeah, so I mean honestly if Jonathan Taylor gets contained, I mean even though um Jeremy's team is kind of never mind. Jeremy's team is pretty good. Um <laughs> yeah, I've got no shot. I mean you have a shot, but it would have to be the Josh Allen Dawson Knox connection that kind of carries you. Sure. Um and so that's kind of where I'm sitting at. Um but yeah. So I mean go so ahead. we we have a cripple fight and then we have a guy who's gonna cripple another guy essentially. <laughs> um so it'll be fun. Um, obviously we all know that I should be in this matchup, but, obviously. Uh, but we, uh, we've got to move on to get some hunger games bit so we can listen about the boogeyman and do some Faye Favre's. Right. Uh, so I mean, go, but go ahead, Josh, you gotta, I mean, you gotta, so Jeremy's playing me and you're already predicting I'm going to get crippled. So you're taking Jeremy in the V versus in the hypothetical me versus Jeremy. No, I got to go with my co-host just oh, to you know, make sure that your feelings are up there. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Gar to lose this week, and then uh, um, I'm going to say Brian loses too. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go Gar and Brian are my winners. So it's uh, so realistically, it's going to be a prib Brian ship, huh? The two the two oldest members of the league. All that wisdom. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think maybe we can convince them that they dreamt it all because they're so old <laughs> they don't remember? I will have you know, I have Antonio Brown sitting on my bench, so if Antonio Brown can put up 60 because the Bucks have literally no other wide receivers, maybe that'll do something for me. I picked him up knowing this could be a scenario, and I'm happy. So watch out. Antonio Brown could be a, a weak winner for me. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, realistically, I'm going to lose. And then if I'm looking at between Brian and Bradley, I just have to go with Brian based on, uh, based on how he's performed the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, losing um, Travis Kelsey and Leonard Fournette is not helping his cause. So I'll, I'll still Cole pick Beasley. Brian. <laughs> yeah, Cole Beasley was the, uh, was the heart of his team. But the heart of Bradley's team was Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, what do you <laughs> – And Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen's Actually, fine, right? You know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say 
Brad's gonna beat Brian. I changed my mind. It's gonna oh. be a it's gonna be a Gar Brad ship and winner take life. Oh man, uh, it'll not be a Gar Brad ship. It's gonna be a Prib Brian ship. But uh, Brad and I can fight for the leftovers once it's all over. We'll fight for third. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to the Hidden Oaks highlights. The playoff times are exciting. We'll talk about the consolation bracket just briefly next week because uh, because someone will be playing for that dumpster fire medallion and someone will be playing for. Um, ping pong balls and cash and this and that so we'll touch on those briefly next week as well and josh should we do the hunger games bit should we go ahead and call them dead even though they're not technically dead yet uh, no no we don't want to jinx it like you said here so no hunger games bit this week plus okay. we've been doing a little bit more ranting and rambling so let's get on to the medical minute do we have a medical minute are we going to learn about oh. the boogeyman is the boogeyman a real thing well, Josh, it's a really good question. So, like I, so for the past couple of weeks, I've just been playing around with the subject line there in the in the Hidden Oaks Medical Minute, just for a little extra content, a little extra humor, since we're not smart enough to talk about football ourselves. What do you think we're going to listen? There is a medical minute this week. I put down just the boogeyman. What do you think we're going to learn about this week, Josh? I'm going to go ahead and say the rhinovirus, which is also known as a common cold. Um, the boogeyman, a.k.a. men that have boogies, a.k.a. boogers. Um, so, yeah. How do you how do you get a tissue to dance, Josh? Uh, probably put on a little uh, slow jazz, like um, some slow jazz, and then uh, offer it some wine, and then um, you know maybe dress seductively. Come on, Josh! Everyone knows the way to get a tissue to dance is to put a little boogie in it. I mean, please. Sure. <laughs> All right. No, we're gonna we're gonna be learning about para, parasomnias, which is uh, going off last week. It's uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just let Jamie talk about it because I shouldn't talk about it anymore. But yeah, this topic this week for the medical minute is parasomnias. Hey guys, Dr. Jamie Hammer here with this week's Medical Minute. I'm here to talk about parasomnias, which are the disorders that happen during sleep. And it seemed like I sort of piqued a few people's interest with last week's topic. So here I go. Josh asked a phenomenal question about what is the difference between nightmares and night terrors? And the answer is really simple. Night terrors are these extremely vivid experiences that people have while sleeping, where they sit up in bed, scream, flail, sweat, and they can last up to 30 minutes. And mostly often in childhood, they'll kid will just sit up in bed and start screaming bloody murder. The interesting thing about night terrors are they're completely benign. The kid will actually wake up in the morning, have no recollection that this happened, and the big thing to treat this is just to buy the parents some headphones and tell them that it's completely normal, is not impacting their development or their kid's ability to rest. This is different than nightmares. Nightmares are like bad dreams on steroids. Um, a bad dream just has sort of sad content, but you are able to completely function and move on with your life. Nightmares are very intense. They um, are something that you remember throughout the day. It impacts sort of your day-to-day -day happiness. They increase your heart rate, increase your muscle tone, and they have really distressing content like failure or um, stressful events or the loss of a loved one or trauma. Um, nightmares can really negatively impact how a person functions in their day-to-day -day life. How do we treat nightmares? The big thing is going back to the basics with sleep hygiene. A few extra tips I'll give that I didn't share last week is to empty your bladder for, before going to bed. Make sure you're getting in your workout at least four hours before going to sleep so that you're not dealing with those hormones or endorphins as you're trying to rest. Avoiding alcohol, caffeine, and nicotine, which can all promote the intensity of dreams. Um, and then reviewing your medications and your mental health and making sure that your overall well-being is taken care of before trying to address that. 
The other thing that I learned about was called imagery rehearsal therapy. So this is where you take the content of your nightmares, write it down, and sort of journal about it and modify the ending so that it's more pleasing to you. So taking your nightmare, flipping it around, overcoming the obstacle that's presented, and this really helps you rewrite the ending of your dream and hopefully breaks the cycle of the nightmares. One more topic I want to briefly touch on while I'm talking about rewriting the ending of your dreams is sleep paralysis versus lucid dreaming, which is something that Garlic brought up last week. Um, sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming are both an awareness of your body going from that non-REM sleep cycle into that REM sleep cycle. In sleep paralysis, you have the awareness that you're entering that REM sleep cycle, but you don't understand that you're dreaming, so you wake up feeling like you're completely paralyzed. These are often associated with dreams that there's an evil spirit or an evil presence in the room and a lot of feelingness of heaviness on the chest. There's a lot of folklore surrounding these, and the only way to treat them is to be aware that they're happening. This is very similar to lucid dreaming, where you're aware of transitioning into that REM phase of sleep, but it's not associated with such distressing content. Um, they're usually pleasant experiences of being aware that you're dreaming and aware that you're flying through the air, and you can also sometimes control the content of these. Overall, both sleep paralysis and lucid dreaming do lead to less restful sleep, so I don't suggest trying them. However, it is sort of fun to explore. I've had about four episodes of lucid dreams in the past, and they were a blast, but really you get so tired from trying to think all night and then continue on with your day in the daytime so proceed with caution i hope you guys enjoyed learning about sleep difficulties hit me up if you have any questions in the discord this has been dr hammer thanks dr hammer josh to bring it full circle i'm sure watching uh, a lot of football games every week is a nightmare for a lot of fans <laughs> no but uh yeah minnesota suck it just trying to stay on brand with the football fix no but uh, obviously you had talked about you had asked about night terrors and nightmares specifically so i mean you want to talk about what you learned here or how this applied to you are you a night terrors or a nightmare kind of guy or what piqued your interest to ask about it yeah so i've um i've had yeah like i said i mentioned last week i've had night terrors in the past um i still have them every so often usually when i'm experiencing a high level of stress or my body is just overtired um i notice i'll get them um and it's kind of like how she said where, but I'm somewhat aware that they're going on. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, I have had lucid dreaming. Not, I, I've had sleep paralysis maybe once or twice, but lucid dreaming is something that I've actually had. Um, I don't even know how I get into it, but I've, I do it. I have lucid dreams almost once a week, once a month, somewhere in there. So it's uh, something that I've experienced just because, you know, that's, I kind of zoned out, but that's where she said you're able to kind of control your dreams. You're aware that you're sleeping, so you kind of run rampant and have fun. Yeah, that's what lucid dreaming is, correct? Yeah, so I've won the Super Bowl like once every two weeks, um, essentially, um, because I lucid dream pretty frequently, I guess. Maybe that's why you're so cranky all the time, Josh. Quit thinking when you're sleeping and just fucking sleep like the rest of us, huh, pal? Yeah, but you won't like me when I'm well-rested. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously dream every so often. I honestly can't think of the last time I had a nightmare, not trying to sound cool or like a humble brag or nothing. I just genuinely can't remember. My sleep is usually pretty peaceful and I feel pretty well rested uh, most of the time. Uh, most recently, I've noticed I just wake up a couple times in the middle of the night, but I just go right back to sleep. So, yeah, I don't know. Not much of a dreamer, not much of a night terrors kind of guy. I don't know if I just have less stress or if I'm less spiritual and so I don't have these... Uh, some of these spiritual things Jim was talking about as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't really add much to the discussion, so that's why I was curious what you were thinking and what you were feeling about all that. So, Oh, I get it now. Boogeyman, because it's like a night thing. Night 
nighttime scary <laughs> got it way to bring it all full circle josh but thank you dr jamie hammer uh if you guys want to continue the parasomnia discussion in the discord or ask dr jamie hammer about anything else she's obviously active these days and she'll either talk about it on the show or she'll hit you with a message back in the discord so uh josh you want to go ahead and uh should we move into our last segment our dead segment dead dead r.i.p and peace dead yeah yeah, we've got uh, two visitors to the cemetery today. That's uh, Bradley and Brian. So we'll be listening to their uh, Fave Favre uh, single-player video games. I have an idea as to what Brian's four are going to be, but uh, we'll find out. All right, rock on, man. Well, uh, like you said, we got Bradley and Brian Conan this week. We're going to give Brian the walk-off shot just because of his tenure here. So to kick us off, let's hear Brad's Fave Favre single-player video games. <laughs> This is Brad with my fave Favre single-player video games. Coming in at number five, uh, going with Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Um, Pokemon might be cheating because you can trade with people that also have the game, but for the most part, most Pokemon games are single-player playthroughs. Uh, Coming in at number three, the Batman Arkham series. Um... Again, all of the campaigns on those games are single-player games, and um, anybody... That knows I'm a big, big fan of Batman. Um, really liked how those games got better, better with each one. <clears throat> Coming in at number two, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Again, uh, another Pokemon game. Um, growing up, I played Pokemon for years and years. Um, one of my favorites. And my number one single player game of all time, the COD 4 campaign. I'm out. All right, uh, COD Four campaign was pretty good. I know we were trying. I was trying to go for just you know games that are only single player, but I didn't even respect that in my own list. So I like what Bradley came up with there, and uh, always our topics are vague and open to interpretation on purpose. A lot of Pokemon in Brad's list. Josh, were you any surprises from Brad? Are you there? No. Not at all. Great analysis. Great follow-up thoughts from Josh. Thank you. Brad loves his Batman. He loves his Pokemon. And he loves his COD. So, Brad, thank you for contributing this week with your Fave Favre. Let's go ahead and hear what your daddy had to say. Let's hear uh, Brian's Fave Favre single-player video games. This should be interesting. Hi, this is Brian with my Fave Favre for the week single-player video games. Where I need to take a little poetic license on this. Um, because when I was a kid, yes, we had outside, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but basically, our single-player video games took place at the arcade, so these are actually going to be a little bit uh, more Arcadia. Um, number five, Frogger. Number three is actually a pinball machine, 8-Ball Deluxe. Number two, Ms. Pac-Man. And my number one favorite single-player single video game of all time is Space Invaders. There you have my list. See ya. Wow, a pretty sincere list out of Brian. I'd say three out of four of those are video games for sure. Frogger, Miss Pac-Man, and uh, Space Invaders. A pinball, obviously it has a little bit of a video component, but that's mostly physical. Uh, what do you think about Brian's list there, Josh? Yeah, no, I think that that's just the re- just the list we need to revive this segment. Are we, are we back? Are we alive? Do we need to get another voicemail from Al talking uh, how we've been resurrected? I think I think uh, we've got kind of we got one of those uh, flat lines to a beep 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 beep. Just like so in we're, the we're movies when all hope is lost. Yep, yep, we're steadily building. 
moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky moving okay sorry I just used to watch that show all the time with my dad, so I'm very familiar with the song. Okay, thank you so much, Bradley and Brian, the Knupp uh, father and son duo, for calling in and reviving the Fave Far from its death. Josh, you and I also put together our own single-player video game, Fave Far Vliss. Would you like the walk-off shot this week or not? How are you feeling about your list? Eh, well, you know, that's okay. You're going to have the walk-off. All right, well, let's hear your honorable mentions. Then number, number five, Josh, let's get into her. Yeah, so my honorable mentions, we're going to have Red Dead Redemption, the GTA uh, 4 and 5. I didn't play anything much before that. San Andreas, I guess, at Nate's. Um, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. 4 is a 5, which is a game I just beat, the Subnautica games. Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Get get busy, you know? Um, And then uh, some, like the Assassin's Creed games, for the most part, the series of that, uh, I've enjoyed thoroughly as well. And those are just a few. There's there's many, many more out there. I love playing single-player video games because I don't have friends. So that's kind of, um, I just kind of limited myself to these. Gar, what do you have? Oof. All right. So wait. Oh, wait. Your, no, my number uh, five. Right. I was going to say, uh, I think I only heard the honorable mentions there, Josh. Yeah. My number five is a game that I just finished. Uh Put in many, many hours because I had many, many hours to give because Asher just slept a lot. So I, I'm i going to put Cyberpunk on there. After its rocky start, the patches that came out for it made it so it's a little bit more playable. Um, so that's going to be uh, be my number five. Rock on. All right, I got some honorable mentions here myself. Crash Bandicoot series. I was rocking that on the PlayStation and the OG Xbox. Just some fun games. Never really got too deep into them, but I spent a lot of time playing them as a kid, so I felt like I had to mention them. Uh, I think Peggle can technically be a multiplayer game. I only ever played a single player, though, so Peggle, love that game. Destroy All Humans, great game on the OG Xbox that they've recently remastered. Skyrim, honorable mention. Uh... I know everyone else on the planet loved it. Uh, I enjoyed playing it for sure, just not in my personal fave Farve. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag had a great campaign. Loved the shit out of that game, even though there was a multiplayer component as well. Uh, and The Sims. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember, honestly, Josh, if you mentioned The Sims. I know you mentioned Roller Coaster Tycoon, though, which is a different simulator type game. So uh, I just enjoyed The Sims games. I played The Sims Herbs on my Xbox, had a couple Sims games for the computer as well. So I spent plenty of time playing those as a young lad while he was also messaging his friends on aol instant messenger aka aim but my number five josh my number five favorite uh single player video game and this one might be a little controversial because it does its origins are certainly not video game but i honestly don't think i've ever played this game in a physical way i guarantee i can almost guarantee that i've only ever played this game as a video game my number five uh single player video game is going to be solitaire rock that shit on windows all the time rock that shit on my phone i got a solitaire app i was playing it um on both plane rides to and from mexico i just love solitaire it's very simple um and yeah i've only ever played it as a video game so that's my number five love solitaire can you repeat one more time what you love solitaire. <laughs> um all right coming at my number three it's a game that you mentioned in your honorable mentions it is skyrim skyrim um put in many hours uh probably helped that i got that game and then um i got that game when i lived in duluth and the second time not the first time um and literally that summer was the summer that the entire city decided to just shit itself and it flooded so i had i couldn't go anywhere couldn't work so i just played skyrim for 
many hours straight. And I think I put in over a total of uh, like 1,500 hours in that game. Jesus. Keep track for you. Yeah. And that was just the first run through. I still, I mean, I did run through it again, even um, a couple years back when it was remastered for the um, Xbox One. But yeah, so Skyrim's my number three. I enjoy it. Just the open world aspect. Um, I'm a big fan of like the fantasy sci-fi type things too. So I enjoyed that a lot. Rock on, man. I love that. Number three, Skyrim. Good game. I have nothing against it. Just wasn't good enough to make my list. Um, and I certainly didn't put 1,500 hours into it, so my experience may have been different. My number three fave Favre single-player video game is going to be Super Mario Sunshine, Josh. Absolute GameCube classic. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad had the Xbox at his house. My mom had the GameCube and the Nintendo 64 at her house. So uh, depending on which divorced parent I was hanging out with, depended on which genre of video game I was playing. But I slapped so many hours into Super Mario Sunshine being a bored kid with no friends anywhere near any of my mom's apartments that i just sat there and stared at the tv all day long so super mario sunshine game i love there was a cool dynamic with like basically the jetpack uh jetpack water pack on your back there's the metal mario or the gooey mario you were fighting it was pretty dope i loved it it was a great great sequel to super mario 64 so that's my number three is super mario sunshine i i will say that that one should have made my honorable mentions i'd completely space that game off because it has been many many years yep um which happens with these lists but yes that game slapped all right josh your number two my number dose a game that you're probably wondering if it's going to be on my list if i remembered about it but i did despite all the pushbacks and all of the delays and all of the hype here, that's come, but here we go. But do you have a guess? Does it? Is it? Is it? The, are the initials the same as the city you live in? <laughs> Who, who's to say? Uh, Dying Light. It's a zombie slayer game. <laughs> yes, technically there is a multiplayer aspect, but who? Who? None of my friends like to play that game. I think I played multiplayer once on it with Nate. Um, because Nate was the only other person, but it's literally just, you know, your zombie slayer aspect and it's got some crafting, some parkour, um, a little bit more open world had, you know, they're still going strong with some of the expansions, the DLC, um, for the first game and the new games coming out here in February, I believe. So yeah, dying light, my number dose. It always looked like a good game. I never picked it up myself, but, uh, I mean, it certainly looked fun. My number two, Josh, this is a rock star classic. No, it's not one of those fancy schmancy Grand Theft Autos all you kids are playing. I ain't riding no horseback neither. I'm talking about uh, Rockstar Classic L.A. Noir. Absolutely love this game. It's uh, You're in post-World War II uh, America. I believe you're in San Francisco. Uh, definitely on the West Coast somewhere, if maybe not in San Fran. But yeah, it's uh, late 40s, early 50s. You're playing some uh, beat cop that works his way up to become a detective over time. Just a really, really fun game. You investigate people you investigate crimes um that's uh for the, those not familiar it's that little emote in our chat the one with the doubt that's the, like the main detective in the game because you can uh as people are trying to weave you their story you can doubt their story and you press x to doubt and so that's it's become a meme over time but it's from that la noir game and the la noir game is great so i believe they did remaster it not too long ago um if you're expecting a gta game don't it's not like that you can drive around but it's just not the same you know jive you're not going around shooting hookers 24 7 and robbing banks but uh yeah la noir great single player game if you haven't played it i would highly recommend it moving on to my number oh number oh one um it's it's a franchise game um i only played one but I, when i played it through it was just amazing it's honestly on a lot of people's fave farves uh number one it's witcher three 
Um, yeah, it's got that sci-fi aspect, and yeah, it's got you know, it's got its it's got its moments. Um, I actually the reason it's on my fave far of number one is because I bought it when it was on sale on Black Friday one year for like twenty four ninety nine. Played it one day, sold it to GameStop because I just could not stand how small the text was because I didn't think that it would I'd need to actually learn how to read to play it. And uh, I sold it for uh, twenty nine ninety nine, so I made five bucks on it. So yeah, made a profit. Um, but no, in, in 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 the end, I did end up getting it digitally when it was on sale for like seven dollars, and it included all the expansions. It is an amazing game. So they fixed all the things that I had issues with. Uh, the backstory is amazing. There's a Netflix series on it that's amazing. Um, I just hope it doesn't go down the Game of Thrones path and absolutely ruin everything fantasy and sci fi for me. We'll find out, Josh. I know you've been a big Witcher guy as of late, um, so not a surprise there. My number one, Josh, I won't go on a lot about it because I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this game in other video games lists we've done in the Fave 5 and now the Fave 5, but Fable 2 absolutely slapped. That's of all the open worldish type games, Super Mario Sunshine, Skyrim, whatever. I spent the most time uh, 100%ing Fable 2, getting every little achievement you can, 100%ing it in every way. Uh, Fable 2, just a great RPG type game. Uh, I don't know why I loved it so much. Maybe it's just hit me at a good time in life where i had a lot of free time but i absolutely love the fable too and uh, that's pretty much all i have to say about it uh if you haven't played the fable series i'd recommend hopping in at fable 2 uh but that's pretty much all we got josh the what's the topic for next week pal do you have it in front of you otherwise i got it um no i don't okay uh the topic for next week josh the fave farve not dead edition next week's fave farve is satisfying sounds i believe we did another sound or smell one earlier this year so the fave farve for next week is satisfying sounds when it hits your eardrum uh next to your cerebellum and it's just satisfying brad knows what i'm talking about so that's the topic for next week uh and yeah there's still a raffle going on which uh, does not seem to be incentivizing people at this point but that's it we'll hop into our outro here josh and we've got about a minute and a half to talk about stuff uh you excited for christmas pal christmas on saturday have you been good this year you're going to be on the nice list yeah, well, let's just say I'm so good that I had to sneak into Santa's house to uh, change the list to put me on the nice list because that's how good I am. <laughs> just had to make sure you had to check the list twice yourself, you're saying. Yeah, no, I put myself on there um, quite a few times. <laughs> what about the gifts you're giving, Josh? Are you proud of the gifts you're giving? They say it's all more about giving and receiving in the season. So are you proud of what you're giving out this year? Yeah, I'm going to give give my presents to a few families. Um, I'll be around some gatherings. I'll give some give some wise words of uh, pass the meatloaf and all that jazz. Sure. Yeah, you pass that meatloaf, Bunker and or Mitchell family. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Christmas too. It should be a good one. Uh, you know, Join our Discord if you want to engage the show. Chat with us. Anchor.fm slash hoodpods where you can leave us voicemails. Hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com is where you can leave us emails. And you can always check out Josh's firstborn baby, hiddenoaksoverdose.com for info on our League of Record. We're about to crown a new champion here in just two weeks. So, Josh, you want to say go Packers before I play the song here? Go NFC North champion Packers. Did you hear that? I added some to it. <laughs> Hilarious, Josh. Bye.
Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. <laughs>